So how do you create your personal success plan? Well, we're gonna dive into that in this episode with Pradeep Sangha, who is a phenomenal personal development coach and expert at understanding how we can build emotional intelligence, how we can avoid dealing with some of the challenges that we deal with in our investing business that hold us back, and how we can put this plan together and actually execute it on a consistent basis. You're not gonna wanna miss this episode. This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Steven Pesavento. For as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I am so excited today to have Pradeep Sangha in the studio. How are you doing, Pradeep? Hey, Steve, I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, of course. Thank you for being here. Excited to have you. And it's amazing. Pradeep is widely known as the strategist for men in business, and he teaches men how to become profit-multiplying powerhouses. And his personal mission is to help men grow their business massively and increase their personal fulfillment and improve their relationships with their family. And it's amazing because he's coaching and helping business owners. I believe you also work with women, but your main focus is men. You're helping these business owners, but you yourself used to be an executive for a multi-billion dollar organization before you decided to just you know, walk out the back door and never come back. Really excited to dive into this and to share with our audience some of these insights that you share with your clients. So I'm curious, are you ready to dive in? I'm ready, man. All right. That's what I love to hear. So, you know, obviously you've hit some success along the way, but why don't we start out by looking back earlier in your life? What events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a loaded question. I would say, you know, the biggest influence that shaped me was really my parents. My parents immigrated from India in the early 70s. And they literally, um, you know, I laughed because uh, I used to tell the story that they came here with $50 in their pocket, but that my mom corrected me. She said it was only $11. They came here with pretty much next to nothing. And they created a life for not only themselves, but for my brother and I as well. And all they knew how to do was really work hard. And so they got a job on an orchard. And that's really what, you know, that's a big component of who I am because I grew up on an orchard when my parents would be picking apples or picking cherries. They would have me and my brother in an apple bin if they didn't have someone to take care of us. And my first job was at nine years old. I was actually out there on the orchard picking cherries, you know, doing things where most kids were having their summer holidays and that kind of stuff. I, I really didn't have any summer holidays, but I learned so much because I learned the importance of work ethic. My parents eventually bought their own orchard and became basically business owners themselves. And then that's when I really started to study business because my parents really started to have some success while other people in the industry were not. And I was differentiating, well, why would my parents be getting success while someone else is not when they're, they're doing the exact same things and they're selling the exact same product or service? And so that's really what started me on the, on the business path. But it was really interesting because my parents said, typical of Indian parents back in those days is they said, you know what, we don't want you to struggle like we did. We don't want you to have to work hard doing physical labor. We want you to get an education. And that's kind of what led me down the academic path and eventually into the corporate path. But my parents were basically, they're the reason why my brother and I are who we are because 
they work so hard. They have the strongest work ethic. I can say without a shadow of a doubt, they're the two hardest working people I, I have ever known and probably will ever know from that standpoint. It's incredible because there's so many similar stories of immigrants or children of immigrants come over building this life in America. What do you think about that gave you the drive and the motivation to go out and do what you're doing now in your life that you learned, you know, having parents who were really willing to go all in and just come well, and do this? Yeah, I think that's that's the real point right there going all in because I see a lot of people these days that don't have that drive because here's the most important thing is they didn't have a plan B. They didn't have another option. They didn't have the option of going back to India because that just wasn't the life that they wanted to create. That was their one shot at it and they weren't going to fail and they did everything possible to get there. And that's the lesson that I learned from my parents is if you're going to do something, you have to go all in. You can't go half, half into it, not even three quarters. You have to give it everything you have. A lot of the times when we have these plan Bs, and most people do, and this is you know the, a lot of the work that I do with men, a lot of the times they have this plan B or the second thought, if this doesn't work out, then I'll try this. Or they already sabotage themselves before they get there. And that's something that we cannot do because uh, you know that old saying, you burn all bridges or burn all the boats, there's some, there's some validity to it. So I think that's the most important thing is go all in. Yeah, because when you've got a plan B and things are just not working out quite the way you wanted to in the original area that you're working on, you maybe don't give it all that you need to to actually break through the challenge that would get you to where you want to be. You start thinking, oh, well, maybe I should actually go over here. I should do this thing. Or uh, it kind of takes some focus away from what you really need to be doing. Yeah, I think that's really important. So a lot of the work that I do too is is really on the neuroscience and neuropsychology of how people operate, how business owners operate. And so from a science perspective, if you have a plan B, your brain unconsciously is thinking about that plan B and always coming up with exit strategies. If you have a plan A and just continue to focus on plan A, you will actually be more creative. Your brain will be more creative in, in coming up with solutions and overcoming those challenges. So that's important to know because most of our thought patterns, and I know we're kind of going on a tangent, but when people really understand this, that the majority of their thoughts and their decisions are based on unconscious thoughts and feelings, they're more apt and aware, okay, well, why am I making this decision right now? What is it? What's truly behind this decision? Because success is really coming, it comes down to two things. It's a fundamental principle that I have that I, that I teach is success is based on two things, decisions and actions. That's all it is. That It's a series of decisions and actions throughout your life, throughout your business, whatever that is, in your personal relationships. You make better decisions and you make, take more effective action and you will actually get to your outcome a lot faster and a lot easier. So it's about teaching people how to do that, how to make better decisions and take more effective action at the end of the day. Beautiful. That is so beautiful. And I couldn't agree more. So Pradeep, tell us a little bit about your background and what it is that you do and then tell us how you got there. I'm very curious, this path that you've been on that, that got you to helping people in this space. Yeah, well, well um, so basically I help, I help men in business. So if there's uh, people, that, small business owners, for example, even uh, to a degree executives, CEOs, entrepreneurs, that's who I help. And because I know business, I've been studying business for years, I've been working in a large corporation. But there's another reason why I help men specifically, and it's because... Men right now are in a very tough spot. 
from a society perspective, we have this confusion for men when it comes to what does it mean to be a man? How am I supposed to be? Am I supposed to be masculine? Am I being too masculine? Am I supposed to express my feelings? Am I not supposed to express my feelings? A lot of this, and then on top of that, we have things like the Me Too movement, and you might have heard of toxic masculinity out there. These are all things that are putting pressure on men where a lot of men, believe it or not, do not know what it means to be a man. And then on the flip side, we have a lot of belligerent leadership from men. And then men look at that and say, well, is that what I'm supposed to be like? And so there's this confusion there. What's happening is that it's impacting men from a society perspective and how they think. And they're not able to make effective decisions and they're not able to run their businesses as effectively as they want. And then they, that trickles into their home life. Right. And so a lot of the stuff is trickling into relationships, for example. And the reason why I say this is I had a very um, long relationship with a high school sweetheart about for nine years. And I, I, we broke up. I thought I was devastated because I thought I was going to get married to her and have kids and we were going to grow old together. And so that was a time when I actually started studying relationship psychology and the differences between men and women. And at that time, some of the top psychologists were saying, look, there's a trend in society. You're going to see this start to happen with both men and women and relationships and marriages. And I said, no way. But that actually started to happen. So I know I'm, I'm kind of uh, telling a long story here, but it's important for people to understand this is we're getting to that point right now where over 50% of kids in the U.S. are being raised without fathers. And that's impacting how kids are being raised. Why I help men is because I had a very strong father. I had a very strong grandfather. My grandfather was in the military for 30 plus years. My dad was an ex-police officer. So when they walked into the room for our family, it was like, okay, these are the men of the household. And we had total comfort. We had total security that nothing was going to happen. Like they were there to protect us. And so they taught us how to be men. But I also saw the struggles that my dad faced as an entrepreneur coming to this country, not really understanding, not always, not totally fitting in, for example, because the town that we lived in, it was a beautiful town. We had great people, great neighbors, but it was very, uh, there was a lot of racism as well. So, you know, my dad struggled from that standpoint. And plus he was trying to support his family back in India while he was working here for next to nothing. And my dad suffered from alcoholism. And so for a long time, he suffered from that. He eventually passed away as a result of that. My dad passed away a year and a half ago. It was sudden. It had a real blow on our family. But, you know, it was the impetus for, it was like his message to say, Pradeep, keep going. So ultimately, you know, what my father wanted to do was to hit 65. And that was going to be his milestone. He was an entrepreneur. And that was going to be his milestone to say, hey, look, I did it. Right. I came to this country. I did it. I could take my foot off the gas. He was always going to still work. But that was his milestone to give himself a pat on the back. He was 64 and a half when he passed away. And I wish he would have seen that milestone. I wish he would have given himself a pat on the back. And I see a lot of men these days struggle. I see a lot of men in business burn themselves out and not give themselves enough credit. And that is my personal mission is to help them get there and actually hit those milestones, make them feel better about themselves, have more fulfillment in life so they don't end up not having that life that they've always wanted. Well, it's amazing to me that this isn't a bigger conversation that's happening in the business community because what happens in your personal life directly impacts the velocity of what's going to happen in your business life. If you've got crap going on at home, if you're fighting with your wife or husband, if you're having issues with your kids, if you're not happy, if you're depressed, if you're not in the right state of mind in your personal life, your business life is going to suffer because you just aren't going to have 
the ability to have that energy to go out and do the things they need to do. So it's so important. And I couldn't agree more. It's one of those things that, you know, I think it's amazing to see the growth that's happening within the female community. But a lot of men are lost because they're not seeing that same camaraderie that, you know, women often have grown up around where it's comfortable to talk about some of the challenges that you're dealing with and it's very public. And so I think it's important for men to start realizing and finding coaches, finding community where they feel like, okay, it's okay for me to talk vulnerably about the challenges that I'm dealing with in my life. It's okay for me to talk about how I'm unhappy or the, you know, my business isn't going well or, you know, this issue in my relationship. And for us to be able to connect around that and then be able to move forward because it's in that vulnerability that we actually gain a lot of strength. And so I commend you for making this part of your focus. So tell me, what is one of the biggest challenges that you see some of your clients facing? And I want to kind of get into this a little bit in detail here about some of the challenges they're facing so that we as listeners, all the mindsetters out there can really wrap their head around, you know, okay, well, other people are dealing with that too. And then we can talk a little bit about how to overcome it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing is, as I'm going to talk about entrepreneurs and just people in general, because I, you, you work and the people listening are people that are in business in some way, shape or form, or they invest. And so the biggest thing there, I think the challenge is a lot of people believe that the strategies and tactics are, are what's going to really make them successful. And the challenge with that is you can try all these strategies and tactics, but unless you have your head in basically in the right spot to make effective decisions, you're not going to get there. So investing in yourself is the most important thing. And I think that's the biggest challenge I see a lot of people, especially guys. No one wants to admit that, hey, look, I'm, I'm in a rough spot right now. I'm having it tough. And here's what ends up happening for me, for example. Very rarely do I get men coming to me saying, hey, look, I need personal coaching what they come to me for and say, I want to grow my business. And so that acknowledgement of hey, saying, hey, look, I need to grow my own skills. I need to grow my mindset. I need to change my beliefs is the most important thing. The second piece is, I'm not going to say the, the fear because that's, fear is a big one and people talk about that a lot. But one of the biggest things is not feeling like they're enough. And every single human being has that feeling in some way, shape or form. I can tell you because I work with very prominent businessmen that even the, the richest guys out there have a challenge because their relationships might not be there, right? And they might not have, whether it's with their significant other or with their children, they're suffering from that standpoint. So I think the biggest thing is to realize that there's other people in your shoes as well. You're not the only person that's struggling with this. The most important thing is to get insight and get help and get mentorship before you actually need it. I think that's the biggest thing is because a lot of people look out for solutions when they're in a rut. You need to start looking for those solutions when you're actually, uh, because I see this all the time. I see business owners that eventually come to me because they're in the red. And I say, you know what? You got to look out for people when you're in the green because they will help you stay out of the red. 
I hope that you guys are getting a lot from this interview. Just have to take a quick break to let you guys know that if you're getting a lot from the podcast, if you're getting a lot from this episode, then I encourage you guys to jump over to the website and join us as we've got a really cool masterclass that's gonna help you guys go deeper to start really understanding and applying some of these key tenants, some of these key values of holding the investor mindset, of really living with an investor mindset. And so I encourage you guys to head over to theinvestormindset.com slash values, theinvestormindset.com slash values, and join us for this free gift. We've put together a masterclass series that is really powerful. It's going to help you guys get from where you are to where you want to go a little bit faster. And I promise you, you're going to see a lot of value. So let's get back to the episode. As human beings, this is how we're built, right? Our brains, and I'm going to get into this, our brains are not designed to make us happy and not designed to make us successful. Our brains are designed to keep us safe and allow us to procreate. That's how our brain is designed. And so if you can understand that in terms of how your brain actually works. And most importantly, I think, based on your question, Stephen, is to understand the impact of emotions. And if I was to say anything in terms of what, what is the difference between a person that has a great life versus an average life or a great business versus an average business, is their ability to manage and leverage their emotions. Because everything that we do as human beings is based on emotions. So our daily decisions are based on our feelings. For example, you know, you and I were talking about what I had for breakfast before this. I don't sit there and say, I think hunger. It's I feel hunger, right? Or we don't say, I think love. It's I feel love. So our bodies and our minds are designed to live out based on the emotions and feelings that we have. I was having a conversation with one of my colleagues yesterday. And, and it was really interesting because we were having the conversation about IQ versus EQ. If you really want to be successful in life, there's way more studies coming out now that show the impact of emotional intelligence. So I highly encourage everybody out there to focus more on emotional intelligence than the IQ, because that emotional intelligence will actually get you further in life. So this is this is huge. And mindsetters, I encourage you, if you didn't catch all of that, you know, make sure you hit rewind. 30, 60, 90 seconds and go back and listen to that again because it's powerful. But talk to me about, let's say I've got it. I understand this is important. I understand I need to harness the power of my emotions. I understand that managing these emotions and having more of the powerful positive emotions and less of the negative emotions or being able to manage when I have those, those down moments, how do I go about doing that? If I'm just starting fresh and I'm like, hey, Pradeep, I need some help here. Where do I start? Yeah, I think the first thing is to realize that you are a human being and you're never going to be perfect. So that's one thing is give yourself some slack because we are human beings that feel. We're not based on intellect. We're based on feelings. So acknowledge that having feelings, good or bad, I actually don't like to say good or bad. I'm going to say empowering versus disempowering is natural. So just be, if you feel anger, that's okay. G give yourself a little bit of a break. But if you're continuously feeling that and it's disempowering how you're living your life and it's impacting other people, that's when you have to say, now I have to change this habit. The second piece is awareness. Awareness is the biggest thing. And I encourage everybody to sit down and say, okay, and do an emotional journal. And for the next week, every hour, put it in your timer, your day timer, whatever that is, and say, every hour, check your emotions. So during that, hour, say, oh, I'm feeling happy or I'm feeling neutral. The most important thing is to really identify what are the top three to five emotions you want to feel in life. 
because that's basically why we do whatever we do in life is based on the feelings that we want to attain. So I highly encourage everybody to sit down and say, okay, on a consistent basis, on a daily basis, in an ideal world, what kind of emotions do I want to feel on a consistent basis? And just narrow it down to three to five. It doesn't have to be an extensive list. It's just something simple. It could be things like peace, could be passion, could be excitement, whatever that looks like for you without any external influences. That's the most important thing. And then you work backwards and you say, well, what kind of lifestyle will support those emotions? And then what kind of a business will support that or what kind of career will support that? A lot of the times we pick the business or the career first, and that leads to a lifestyle that we don't want. And then we wonder why we don't have the emotions that we want to feel. And there's so there's so much happening right now in society that there's so many people that have higher stress rates, have higher anxiety, and just are burning out more these days, even though we have technology coming out that's making our lives easier. We have all these cool things, ways for us to connect with other people across the world, yet people are more stressed these days. So having that emotional awareness to understand what are your top three to five emotions is probably the biggest thing that a person can do to actually live a more fulfilling life and have a more successful business. And what's so wild about that, Pradeep, is that so often people don't live life intentionally, meaning they're just feeling emotions that happen to come up. They're not really guiding themselves down a path. They're having really any intention behind why they're feeling the way they're feeling. They're just taking whatever comes at them. And you know, sure, from time to time, that can be okay. But, you know, doesn't it sound like such a better way to live to know that you're that you're living intentionally to the way and the vision that you have for your life? Yeah, you know, what? it's it's such a, an important thing that you just mentioned there, because you have to be intentional. And this is where I think there's a balance, right? There has to be a balance in life. And this is where I say, you know, it's, it's a difference between like the Buddhist theory and, and being completely intentional where everything is planned out that you do and everything is based on getting an outcome or getting a goal because there has to be some balance because there's things that happen in life that we just don't have any control over, right? People get sick, for example. My wife works in the oncology ward, so she sees people in their 20s and 30s dealing with cancer. So we have to be able to roll with the punches as well and realize that, you know what, life happens. And it's not necessarily the actual occurrence of these challenges it's what happens after these challenges that's even more important yeah it really is because frankly life's going to happen bad things are going to come up negative emotions people are going to leave they're going to die things are going to happen and you're going to have to deal with that and why not strengthen yourself so that when you do have that challenge come up you're just a little bit more equipped than the next person to handle that so you can get right back to the things that matter most in life yeah, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. What I'm so curious about is, you know, you've obviously hit some success from my perspective, from how I'd look at it. But talk to me about how do you define success and what is success to you? Well, yeah, that's a really good question. For success for me is simply being able to live the life that I want to live and really live the life on my terms. My tagline is really have the freedom to do what you want when you want. That's what I consider freedom for myself because when I want to spend time with my kids, I'm able to do that. If I want to go travel, I'm able to do that. If I want to help someone, I'm able to do that. I think freedom is ultimately one of the biggest things to have. And on top of that, it's not just freedom for me. I think there's a couple of other things. One is having core relationships with the people that I love the most, right? Friends, family members. That is one of the biggest things for me because what's the point if, if you don't have anybody to share it with? So my children, I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, they mean the world to me, and I, my wife means the world to me, so 
and then my extended family. That to me is success because I, I can be around for them and teach them the principles to enable them to be more successful in life for themselves. So that for me is success. The other thing is also living a life of peace and content. I think that's the other one because I see a lot of people hustling and grinding and trying to get to a goal, which is absolutely, you know, I'm all for that. And I'm, I'm a go-getter myself. I think what ends up happening though is really realize that, you know, life isn't really a race because there's a, there's a finish line and, you know, we all hit that finish line. It's how we actually run that race. That's the most important. So for me, success is really living each day to the fullest, right? I get up in the morning, I'm excited about the day and just making the most of it. And because I don't know, you know, if tomorrow I'm going to be around, I just don't have that, that you can say, 100% 100% confidence or clarity. I'd like to say that, but you just never know when life is going to say, you know what, your time is up, right? Yeah, you really don't. And so you might as well live life to the fullest while you got the time to do that. That's incredible. And based on that definition of success, do you feel successful? Oh, absolutely. I think my life is is great. I, you know, I would say um, I do feel success. One thing, part of my life that I'm really trying to focus on and why I do what I do is helping as many other people feel that way as well. And that's my personal mission. And so whenever I see someone struggle, it's like, okay, how do I help this person? How do I get them to be able to live a more fulfilling life themselves? I think that's one time, and I have to just take it with a grain of salt because I can't help everybody. Not everybody wants to be helped either. So that's one thing. If, if I was to say, if there's anything in life that I could do more of, is really accelerate that path to help more people. That's ultimately, I would say, that's one thing that I keep working on, right? Trying to get there. Well, little by little, you'll keep figuring it out. And I look forward to you sharing it with all of us. So tell us, what are some of your keystone habits, things you do on a daily or weekly basis that have helped you kind of lead to the foundation of uh, living a good life? Oh yeah. So first thing, I'll just I'll talk, talk about my routines here. First of all, I get up and I meditate. I'm an avid meditator. Uh, I spend an hour to 90 minutes every morning meditating, and I, I'm a firm believer that that is the the pathway to live a content, loving, fulfilled life. But also, it t- enables you to tap into the powers of your mind because it can actually shape how you think and actually unlocks basically this genius brain that you have. So that's the first thing I work out. Having a healthy body is very important. Not just just working out, but pushing yourself beyond your limits. So I push myself so hard in my workouts that everything else is a breeze during the day, right? So if I can push myself, no one else can actually push me more than I can push myself. That's another important thing. Eating healthy is super important from that standpoint. But I also spend time in the mornings. And this is something that I started to do about a couple of years ago because what I did before was... I used to work my butt off and then try to spend more time with my kids and my family in the evening because I wanted to feel like I deserve that, right? That's my time off. That's what I, and I said, you know what? Why don't I deserve it in the morning? Why don't I spend some of that time with my kids in the morning? So part of my morning routine is getting up and my kids are still young, right? They're six and four where I can crawl into bed with them and I spend 20 minutes with them, 10 minutes each and I just snuggle up and I scratch their back or, you know, just gently wake them up for their morning routine. But that's my time to connect with my children. It's a great way to actually, actually release oxytocin in your body as well. That's a, a love hormone, right? So both for your, the people that you're doing it with your kids and yourself to get your, your day going as well. So, and then I also read, right? I'm an avid reader. I'm an avid learner. I think every day that's an important thing to have just even five or 10 minutes if you can. 
putting those things in place and then spending time for myself and for my family. So I think for me, that's really important because I take some time, even if it's 20 minutes a day and just give myself time to do something that I enjoy. That's really important. And then spending time with my family because as a man, as a husband, as a father, that is the most important role that I have right now is being there teaching my kids good values, good skills to grow up and enabling them and being that dad that I need to be. Mm, That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, we've made it to the growth rapid fire round where the questions are quick, but the answers don't need to be. So tell me what's a book that's impacted your life the most or one you're excited about right now. One of my favorite books is called The War of Art. It's awesome. It's brilliant. I don't know if you read it, Steve, but it is a brilliant book. I encourage everybody out there to read it because it really gives you a sense of, you know, how to get past resistance, how to get past those over those challenges that you need to get past. Oh, that's such a good book. So from an inspiration standpoint, what impact have mentors made in your life and how do you look at going out and finding great mentors? Mentors have been the, you could say the, the crux of my, my success personally. I've always had the benefit or the, the privilege of having good mentors, whether that was my grandfather when I was younger or my dad, friends, for example, family members. And I can say some of the most influential people or mentors in my life have been people that aren't even famous. They're just people in my family that have good values that have basically a good understanding of life, have wisdom. That's what I look for is someone with integrity, someone with wisdom, not necessarily someone with a lot of money, not someone that's really famous, but someone that's been there, that's done that and has experienced life. That's what I look for. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, from a purpose perspective, what drives you to live your best life every day? By far, it's to make this world a better place. That's my personal model. That's what I look to do every single day. That's what drives me forward. I see the challenges that, you know, I'm a total optimist. I'm one of those positive guys, but I also see the challenges that are out there. I'm a realist as well. I see the challenges in leadership. I see the challenges in society. I see the challenges in terms of how people are treating each other. That's what drives me because my purpose, and this is what I teach my kids as well, is our purpose as people, as human beings, if we want to survive, we want to live on this earth for a very long time, is to help other people, is to come together. Because if we don't do that, we're not going to be on this planet very long. So that is my personal mission, is to drive that forward and just drive that mission, drive that, that you can say, the motto. And ultimately, you know, on my shirt, it says, men who win. That's my purpose, right? That's the movement that I've created. And that's the movement that's driving forward to help create what I call mindful alpha males. Because every man needs to be an alpha male, meaning that alpha is really the beginning, is the point of creation. And if you're not creating a life of your own, then you're basically following what other people are telling you to do and the life that's given to you. And so being an alpha male is important, but also a mindful alpha male from the perspective of, look, we, are, we need to be more mindful in this world. And mindfulness is basically just being aware of our actions, being aware of our thoughts and the impact on others and ourselves and being present, right? So what am I doing today that's benefiting myself, my family members, my society, other people out there? And so that's driving me forward because if I can help more men be successful in their business and in their personal life, well, they're going to raise healthier and happier children. And that's just going to create a ripple effect. Hmm. I love that. Well, this was amazing. Thank you for sharing so many gems with us. Where can people find out more about you or get in touch? 
Yeah, absolutely. So if obviously if you're a podcast listener, you can check out my podcast at the Male Entrepreneur Podcast, or you can go to perdeepsanga.com. And those are the two main places that people find me. Or I'm on pretty much every social media channel. And we'll link to both of those in the show notes here. So if anyone wants to get in touch with Pradeep, that's the best way to do it. Well, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. And I look forward to the next time we get to hang out. Yeah, thanks, Dave. I really appreciate the, the opportunity to be on your show. This was awesome. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to TheInvestorMindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.